Options Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. I am your host, Kyron Morrison, and I am joined by my good friend and co-host, Joel McDonald. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, man. Very That's well. good. Hanging yeah. out. Uh, spring has sprung. It has, yeah. Living it up. Had a beautiful day, yeah. day yesterday. Today was a bit mm. cloudier and wetter, but hey. Yeah, it's a little bit cooler down here. I'll take my one sunny day that I can get. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. It was nice, yeah. It was worthwhile going out for an hour of exercise, so... Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, it's alright. We're also, on the road to I guess, recovery. I guess while we're here, might as well wish you a belated, late, happy Father's Day as well. Oh, thank you, yeah. It was a... I had a pretty good day. We, um... Yeah, I picked up a copy of a game we're going to talk about very soon, um, and I had a chance to play that, and... Had a lovely. I did. I went to work during the day, but that was pretty chill. We only had one order, so it was just like hanging out for five Get, hours. Getting so. paid to hang out is not a terrible thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's taking off those jobkeeper hours, which is nice. So, um, and then yeah, Ash cooked me a a wonderful uh surf and turf dinner. Nice. It was real good. It was the steak was delicious. The garlic prawns were amazing. It was yeah, it was great. It was really good. These all sound like wins. Yeah. Oh, and I also managed to score a bargain when I went to my local liquor land and they had like a 16 pack of like craft beers from all different local craft breweries around Australia um, for 39 bucks. It was the last one there. And I was like, 39 bucks for 16 different craft beers? Sign me up. And it was a very good deal. So I had a couple of them. I'd say you'd be a fool not to have purchased it, but I'm not craft beer savvy so you could tell me it's a good deal and i'll be like okay i believe you i'll just you can get a four or a six pack from anywhere between like 20 to 25 of good stuff let's put it that way of the good stuff <laughs> of good stuff like you know if you, and depending yeah, yeah, on like yeah. if it's a four or a six pack like yeah it can be anywhere from like maybe even like 17 or 18 dollars up to 25 26 bucks for for like you know a collection of cans and yeah this is like one from a whole bunch of different breweries, and there's 16 of them, and it's really good. And it's I, I, stuff in there that I'm like, I've wanted to try this for a while. I don't know if you remember remember many of them off the top of your head. What is the weirdest flavor? Because I know that obviously craft beer can be strange. Like, I know the strangest one I've had was like a blueberry coffee beer, and I was like, what, what, what is this? What is this? I don't hate it. <laughs> I can't remember the weirdest one that's in there. There's a couple of sours in there, which are, I mean, I love a good sour. Um, they're an acquired, twa- acquired taste, especially if you're looking to drink a beer. Um, but Which yeah, rarely, no, rarely am I looking to drink a beer. Yeah, well, that's, uh, then sours might be up your alley. So, okay, well, there you um, go. But uh, but yeah, there's it's mostly like IPAs, which it's still really good. But um, nothing like when I went to the beer festival last year and had like coffee and donuts beer and uh, boysenberry choc top or boysenberry Sunday beer that was like it was two beers laid on top of each other. It was like a boysenberry sour. And then like a vanilla ice cream, like stout underneath. It was great. Like it, crazy shit out there. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was my bargain. I felt very, very happy nice. with myself about that. That's... Well, unfortunately, Joel, we are not a craft beer podcast. Damn. We Damn are in fact a like... video game podcast. We and uh, we've actually been playing some stuff. So I'm going to throw us straight across to the quest log. Mission completed. Quest log. So our quest log is, of course, our what we've been playing segment. And yeah, as I said before, we've actually been chipping chipping away at some games. 
uh, we've got one we share, which is, mm-hmm. of course, it's it's the subject of a lot of discussion on the internet this week. Uh, yeah. Joel's got a fun little retro one, and I've been playing a little... I've got a little indie demo from Gamescom last weekend that I really just want to talk about, so people maybe look it up, because it's it's looking good. Cool. Where do I start, Joel? Do you want to want to take us on a trip down your uh, down memory lane? Well, Karen, here I am doing everything I can, and so on and so forth. Anyway, um, nice. I like started freaking out that I didn't remember the lyrics <laughs> then, and I was like, "Fuck!" I could see it um, in your eyes. I could see um, the fear. Freaking out! I should have gone with the more obvious one with uh, "Lights Out," "Gorilla Radio," "Turn That Shit Up." Um, because of course on Friday, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 got released, uh, on all, on PS4, Xbox One and PC. Um, and I tell you what, just off the bat, first of all, if you've ever, if you've ever played a Tony Hawk game, uh, like especially, or if you've played those ones in particular, but if you've played a Tony Hawk game and, and you have like, you know, a, a, a bit of a nostalgia feeling towards those games. If you haven't already, you need to buy this game. Like it's, it is a no-brainer. It is just great. Like it's, it's exactly the best thing about it is it, it looks like nice and shiny and and new and polished, but it feels exactly how it used to feel. Like it feels just like like you were playing back on whatever you were playing back back in the day, which. Weirdly enough for me was I played Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 the most and it was on PC um, with a keyboard. Uh, yeah, I do have memories of playing a lot of Tony Hawk 3 on a PC with a keyboard. Right. Um, and I definitely played my fair share of Tony Hawk 2, of course, but mm-hmm. I've never, I never really played the first one, if I recall. Yeah, I think I played it a, a few times at a friend's house on, on, like, on PlayStation. Um, but yeah, uh, look, if you don't know what Tony Hawk's Pro Skater one and two is it's pretty much what you would think it's a skateboarding game so uh and it's like, kind of it's, skate- it's, wait, it's one of those titles where literally the game's name tells you everything it does like, yeah it's a it's a skateboarding game where you can play as tony hawk among yeah. many other skaters <laughs> absolutely yeah um so it's that's probably a good place to start so in terms of the roster of characters that you can play as um there's a, like pretty much as far as i can tell like nearly all of the original ones from the first two games are back, uh, plus like the new breed, like the 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 fresh crop of of um of skaters in like the skateboarding world, including Tony Hawk's son. You can play as Riley Hawk as well, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, and the cool thing about that is though, all the original skaters that are in the game, they they've been scanned into the game, like their their three D model scan is them now. So really, when you look at it, it's just a bunch of cool dads. Just hanging out and skateboarding, and I don't know why it just that that thought just makes me so happy. Well, because let's um, be honest here, like th- th- this particular like remastered collection, this remake is definitely for a very particular audience, and I absolutely. think it's it's aware of who it's for. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, but that's the cool thing about it, though. Is oh yeah, absolutely. If you if but the, the cool thing about it is that it, it even if you weren't if you're you never knew what Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two were. Like back in the day, it could, because either you weren't born or you just didn't play them. Hey like, man, there is... was other there were other Tony Hawk games. Remember Tony Hawk Ride? Ride, yeah. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Five, which was a dumpster fire. Um, yeah, like I didn't even. I was going to buy it, and then it came out, and it's just not. 
It's not. It was a quick cash grab to try and get uh, to cash in on that no license. thank you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, fortunately, this is nothing like that. So it is It is just Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 packaged together, polished up, looking nice, a whole bunch of new skaters, a bunch of quality of life stuff in there as well, um, and then like online play as well. So you can like, it's probably one of the quality of life ones, I guess. You can party up with a whole bunch of friends and then just go through like a playlist of like different game modes. Um, and all you can do is like free skate around, um, things like horse and graffiti and all those like multiplayer game modes are back. Man, um, so many, so many sessions of horse, just so yeah. many. <laughs> horse is great. I really, I've got a soft spot for graffiti. I really like that. It's like similar to horse, but like everyone's skating at once and you're all trying to like yeah. capture people's like, uh, parts of the map. So sort of like a capture the, like King of the Hill. It very King of the Hill. Yeah. Yeah. But you're like. Do, trying to do better tricks on on different areas so that you can like take that area. Um, it's like it's like Splatoon tomb with skateboarding almost. Yeah, to... actually, yeah, that's a really good point as well because it, yeah. King of the Hill is more so it's like a center, like one okay, point that you capture and hold. This one's mm. just like cover it, just cover yep. it in your stuff. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Um, and yeah, like I jumped into Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two because obviously that's the one that I was more familiar with. Um. And I've played through all the maps in that now. I've unlocked all the maps. I haven't 100%ed it yet because um, I'm also... The other thing that was, was great about this game is I got it, started it up, and was like, oh my god, this is great. I love it so much. I started playing and I was like, oh, that's right. I'm really bad at these games. Um, I'm like dog shit at them. So, uh, but it's been good, though, coming back to it with the mindset, like me now playing it and being a little bit more having played like many, many, many games since I probably played this the last time. Um, and sort of coming into it and going, all right, cool, let's think about this. Let, let's think about combos. Let's think about mixing it up and like really paying attention to sort of trying to play right <laughs> instead of just turning on like fly mode and then like standing, hovering in the air and just mashing buttons, which is what I did originally. Um, but yeah, it's just, it, it is a joy to play. It is an absolute joy to play. It's also a joy to listen to because the other thing about Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, uh, I think we've talked about it on the show before, but any, well, it's, the other thing about most Tony Hawk games in general is they have like banging soundtracks. And this one, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2 in particular, was really like, in a way, when I look back on it, is really formative on, on my music choices and, and also just me as a person. Um, because you've got things like... Yeah, Superman by Goldfinger. You've got Gorilla Radio by Rage Against the Machine. You've got No Cigar by Melancholin. You've got all these tracks that as soon as I hear like that opening bit of it, I'm just like, oh, I'm taken back. And I, just... um, I saw an amazing meme. You know that the meme of um, Henry Cavill on the red carpet just enjoying himself? And you can see Jason Momoa mm-hmm. coming up behind him. So I yep. saw that. But Henry Cavill was just like me playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater. And then Jason Momoa in the background was just creeping up and just said, Scar. <laughs> yep, 100%. That was me when Real the Big Fish... The return of Scar uh, music is here. That was me when, like, yeah, um, She's Famous Now by Real Big Fish started. I'm just like, yeah, oh, I oh. forgot about this song. It's so good. Oh, Scar um, music. <laughs> it's just, oh, my God. I love it. Um, but, yeah, it's it's that's all there. Plus, there's a whole bunch of new stuff on there as well, um, including some Aussie acts, which is really cool. Um, Alex Leahy and Hockey Dad are on there, um, and then and just in general some new new acts like Machine Gun Kelly with his he's been doing pop punk stuff recently, which I couldn't give a shit about his rap career, but he's been doing pop punk stuff with Travis Barker, and I'm suddenly interested. 
Um, it's really great. Uh, but yeah, the cool thing about that is, which is another quality of life thing, the worst part about Tony Hawk, like playing these games originally is your runs, when you're, you're playing like, you know, trying to get the objectives and stuff like that, when you're playing normally, uh, your run's two minutes long. You've got two minutes to try and do as, you know, whatever objectives that you're trying to do uh, before the timer runs out. And the way it would work then is the song would start, you'd go in, you'd finish your run, and then you'd like reload if you wanted to go back in and try again, or if you wanted to go to another menu, and it would play a different song. So you'd only ever get like two minutes of each song, basically. Two and right. a half minutes. Gorilla Radio is pretty short. I mean, it is, yeah. And the, the good thing about that one, though, is that's the intro. So that's the intro it video. Is. I, it, that intro video with that song is forever burned into my memory. Like, well, the, I just will never forget it. <laughs> Slight deviation from my original point, but you'll be happy to know that it opens up very similar. It opens up Fantastic. the same. That's yeah. all I could ever ask for. It plays Gorilla Radio. It's like all like different shots of the skaters and there's like weird filters all over it. But it's cool because it goes through like all the old original skaters in those games. And then it goes through like all the new characters, nice. like the new skaters as well. Like and I said, this, this game knows who it's for and I really respect that. Yeah, it's cool. It, it also starts in like four three aspect ratio and like with like a VH <laughs> like a VHS filter over it and like the nice. like the intro riff to Gorilla Radio is like really like muted, and then like Tony Hawk goes up in the air and does like a nine hundred as he comes back down and hits the ramp. It launches into like it like the song kicks in and you're like, perfect. Oh, let's go. Um, but yeah, the cool thing about this one though is that the songs continue like playing through no matter what no matter what menu you're on no matter what. If you're going from like a different stage to another stage, it just plays a playlist and just keeps playing those songs over and over and over again. So, uh, and you can also go in if there's like, say you're not particularly into a few songs or there are a few songs that you really like, you can create a custom playlist of just those songs and say, just play these. Very similar to like Smash Brothers. Yeah. Like yeah. Cu- curating your own list is always a good, especially in a game that has so many good songs that... Mm-hmm. Look, sometimes I just want to play favorites. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to, Absolutely, I want to pick my favorites and just listen to them. Hundred um, percent. I've been listening to the the um the playlist on Spotify like nonstop. It'll be in the car. I'm just like, yep, putting this. I was driving to work the other day, and yeah, started up. Oh, what was I listening to? Oh, um, you by Bad Religion. I'm like, oh, mm, so good. Um, but yeah, it's I think it's, it's just a neat little touch, like a quality of life thing that alleviates a problem with the original game. Um. In terms of like, yeah, there are unlockable characters. There are. Is Spider Man back? Not that I, not that I've heard yet. Okay. I, I mean, I assume he wouldn't be, but I had to ask. <laughs> there are two at this stage, which you know, spoiler alert. If you don't, if you're a purist and you haven't got to them yet, you don't want to know. There are two that people have been talking about. One that's really cool, um, but there's uh, you can skate as the Roswell alien. Um, there's a whole bunch of like alien plushies hidden throughout all the levels. I think in. I don't know if it's in both games or in just in Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1, but you can if you collect all those, you unlock the alien. Uh, and the other one is a character from the original games, which is Officer Dick, who's like the skateboarding cop, uh, who was in, I think, most of the, those games. He was in 1 and 2, definitely, I'm sure. Um, and then the cool thing about it is that he in this one, he's played by Jack Black. So, of course yeah. he is. Yeah, so Jack Black's playing Officer Dick. There's a couple of videos out there of him doing, like, I think the mocap and voice recording stuff for it. I'm like, that's awesome. Um, it's also really fucking hard to unlock him. You've um, you've got... So that's another thing about this, this remaster as well. It's really cool. Um, 
outside of like the goal of like the goals within each level to do, you've also got like objectives and challenges for each skater. Um, that you can like, it it could be anything from like do ten thousand grab tricks, like um, and so it's like accumulative stuff that you would see in sort of like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of something you would see in like like an MMO where you get like those yeah, all yeah, those yeah. little weird challenges that you have to do and you just, you don't you even realize that you're doing them. Yeah, you don't even realize that you're doing some of them and you're just like, oh, you've passed the challenge. Um, but to get Officer Dick, you've got to do all the um the custom skater ones. So there's like a creator skater where you can create your own character. Um, you've got to do all those ones. And some of them are bullshit. <laughs> um, and I'm only saying that because, again, I'm really bad at the game, but I'm sure some people have no problems with it. Um, the game's also got uh, mods, game mods, which are cheats, like they were in the original ones as well. So you can unlock new cheats from doing uh, completing different objectives and things like that throughout the game. It's just... It's... I say perfect, and I don't mean that as in like perfection perfect, but it is perfect in encapsulating that that feeling that you would have had playing that game back in the day, especially if you played it a lot. It's just a phenomenal remaster. Being able to play these again on a modern console without having to like go dive through so many hoops to get it going um, is fantastic. And the fact that they've got all those skaters there still, the majority of that soundtrack bar a couple of things... Um, are all there, all the stages, all the objectives, all the. It was funny, like going into an, a, a, like into um, a hangar, the first stage of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two, and I was like, "Cool, I'm gonna grind across this fan here, like this um this uh, propeller blade that's gonna unlock that thing there. Cool, I oh, yep, the helicopter's there. I'm gonna grind the helicopter blade that's gonna take off and it's gonna open that outdoor area here. Like just remember, it all started coming back to me. I was like, I remember how to play and where to go in this game. Um, yeah, there's a there's a very strong possibility that I have this game by the end of the year. Yep. Uh, and just special shout out to just Tony Hawk for being just a cool dude. Mm-hmm. There's been some great stuff coming out on, on the internet with him this week. I, I don't know if you've seen uh, in the last couple of days that um, his crew set up in his like skate warehouse in yeah. the skate park. They set up like balloons with um, SKATE, which is one of the objectives you have to complete in each level. Um, and yeah, there's like a video of him like skating up a half pipe to collect these like balloons. I'm like, that's between great. That, between that and the video of him with that glass of milk doing a, the skate trick and then oh coming back God. down and spilling no milk, I'm like, you're the best, dude. You're just a cool dude. He is. He's just awesome. And he genuinely likes... Especially, like, he cares about these games, you can tell. Like, a, a, a few aside. Which, which he... like, retroactively makes me re- even more bummed out about Pro Skater 5. <laughs> Absolutely, 100%. Like, and, and you got to respect him for something like Tony Hawk's Ride as well. Like, he was trying to do something. Like, he was had the idea to do something a bit differently. I don't know if that was completely his idea that he wanted to do. I think I read somewhere that he wanted to make, like, you know, the experience of riding a skateboard in your living room a thing. I mean, it seems like the next step for what they were going for, but yeah, it just didn't work. Just didn't quite work out. But yeah, like he genuinely gives a shit about these. And like the tutorial is him. It's all him. It's all voice, like him talking to you, just being like, yeah, cool. So we're going to take you through this tutorial now. Um, we're going to teach you how to Ollie. And you're like, cool. And he he's he sounds excited to be there. Like he's <laughs> excited to be a part of this. Um, and just, yeah, that's what makes it even cooler as well. And it's, I've never skated in my life. I've always had a fascination with skateboarding because. 
It's because of these games, basically. But um, I never did it because I'm too scared of hurting myself. <laughs> um, so that's a big proponent of being a skate uh, of skateboarding. So yeah, you have to be you have to be willing to eat shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Your pain threshold has to be pretty high for it. And I was just oh, like, yeah. that's never gonna happen. Um, but I always like watching it. I like I I don't actively follow it or anything like that. Um, like I don't watch like skate videos and things like that, but. Um, oh, that's the other cool thing as well. The videos, so like in the original games, they had like the the tapes you could unlock. Yeah, the skate like, tapes. Yeah, like the bales and the one for each character. They're all back. Um, I haven't unlocked any yet. Uh, I want to get the bales one because that was always the best. You watch like the, the bales videos. Some of those bales you can feel. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's some nasty stuff. Um, but yeah, this is phenomenal. I I feel pretty confident this will be on my top 10 at the end of the year. I I, just, I really do think that it's, it's, it is that good. And again, if you've ever played those games and you had a, a good time playing them, you'll love this. It's, it's a no brainer. Like, and the price point as well is great. It's 60 bucks Australian full price. I got my copy for forty nine bucks off Amazon. Like it's, I think, I think it's still forty nine on Amazon as well. Yeah. If like, if you're listening to this and you you were like, I don't know if I want to play Tony Hawk again, and then you heard Joel talk in like passionately about Tony Hawk, just saying, I think it's still like no, I should probably check before I shoot my mouth off. <laughs> I think it was. I was uh, I was mentioning it to a friend the other day. I think it's um it's available on there still for forty nine, but it's. It's brilliant. I, I think it's so much fun. Yeah, $49. Great. That is a steal. It is, you know, all the stuff from two games. There's a whole bunch of, like, customization options. You can unlock new clothes for your creator skater, different decks. Um, there's just a bunch of stuff. Like, tr- finding the stat points to try and increase the stats on your characters as well in each level. Oh, it is great. 100%. I love it so much. Good vibes. Good vibes. So that's that sounds really good. I'm glad. I'm glad that Tony Hawk delivered, Joel. He did, hundred uh, percent. So as for me, I like I said earlier, I've been playing a little, a little JRPG that was um it was part of the Steam Gamescom like indie virtual indie booth, whatever they called it. And uh, of course, like of course, I'm bringing a little indie sprite based JRPG, right? Like, yeah. Talk absolutely. about like just absolutely nailing who i am uh but this one in particular really called out to me because and i don't like to look i don't want to point at another game and be like that's not what i wanted but when i first saw crosscode i was like this game here this is the game that i've needed and that game is fine like i've definitely i've sunk about 15 hours into it we've actually both played a bit of we haven't i don't think we've yeah went to quest log yet we didn't bring it up because we both weren't super like sure on it so and yeah. we had other stuff to talk about we're like i yeah. don't know if it's worth us bringing it up so so now i feel especially bad as being like this game here it's fine like i like it but there's something that was just a bit off and didn't click with me about it and uh, i've sort of dropped off unfortunately i'll try to get back to it but the demo for Chain Echoes, which I think unfortunately is gone now, but you can look up trailers and stuff, uh, which is being developed by look. As far as developers go, it's just credited to a single man, I believe. Yeah, Whoa. Ma- Matthias Linda, being published by Deck Thirteen. Uh, so yeah, first of all, JRPG, turn-based, sprite-based, looks very much callbacks to the old like Super Nintendo days, 
and like the the tagline here because it was a Kickstarter project, right? The um the way they sold it to me, if you if the uh, it's just simply written as a classic two D RPG with swords, magic, and mechs. Like, I know. Yep. Like, All right. It's just like, how do we make a single video game for Kyron? It's like, well, this is it. This is the, <laughs> you did it. You got it. Uh, really, I I would really encourage everyone who's heard that and gone, oh, this sounds cool, to look up a trailer for this game because it is gorgeous. Like, it looks so good in motion. The environments look really nice. The music is great. I actually did have, I mean, not obviously not visually, but it did give me some Xenoblade vibes in the scale of the areas I was exploring and the music that was playing. I was just like, this is music that I could just find myself humming to or tapping along to. Like, Xenoblade's soundtracks, if you haven't played them, those soundtracks are legendary, especially Xenoblade Chronicles 1 and 2 especially are just such good music. Uh, so I definitely got some, again, not quite the same. They're still doing different things, but the vibe was there. And I was like, I could get into this. Uh, but the most interesting part about it is obviously it's going to be the combat. When you make a JRPG that's turn-based and all that stuff, you've got to... Every every single person, that every game that tries that usually has to have a little hook in their combat. Absolutely. Especially in this day and age. It's, yeah, well, yeah. since the genre has made a massive comeback over the last few years, and we've seen even more of the smaller indie teams just being like, no, we, we, we want to make like a Super Nintendo one. It's like, cool, well, here we go. Uh, so the, the the gameplay is like four-person part, four parties, which is neat. Uh, in the demo, you didn't get to play off it too much. I think there was one character I found. Uh, but basically, in the full game, for each of those slots, you can actually pair them up with another person. Okay. And and flip them in and out in combat. So cool. it definitely gives you a lot of flexibility in your composition. And that becomes especially important because this actually has an extra little mechanic called overdrive. So overdrive is a little bar at the top left of your screen. And performing actions in combat will sort of bump that bar up. And it's sort of got color gradients. It's like uh, orange, yellow, green, yellow, red. So... Okay. Your goal is to basically, as you're hitting enemies, watching that bar goes up, to get it into the green section. Because when you get into there, but we'll start recommending, so every attack that you've got, like the special unique abilities your characters can use. So like, essentially they're spells. They're all sort of different. Some of them are physical. Some of them are just like straight magic. But specific abilities will have little pitches next to them. And once you manage to get that top left bar into the green zone it'll start recommending attacks for you to pick. And if you keep picking them, it'll sort of keep you in that zone. And when you're in that zone, your abilities actually cost half TP to use, which is really useful, and you will take less damage. Uh, now, obviously, this is this is where the uh, swapping in and out with your pairs works out as well, because in the demo, there were, there were obviously times where I couldn't do it like i didn't have the right attack right and if you if you're in that green zone and you attack with something that doesn't recommend it, it will bump you up a bit and if you go over and into the red zone you will actually start taking extra damage so it is just a little way that sort of encourages you it sort of is a fun way to sort of implement that that idea of getting into the rhythm of combat right where you're like you're in yeah. there and you've sort of you're in the zone and I actually kind of really like that as a fun idea to sort of make me think about what attacks I'm going to use whilst also trying to stay there in that in that hotspot. Right. That's cool. Yeah. Like, again, I really want to see how it plays in the full game because the demo, I got a taste of it and I just, I'm so curious to see more. 
to see how I implement it in boss fights or even just unique encounters. And honestly, on the website, you can see a picture of a mech. I wanted to know how the mechs work. Mm. They look awesome. <laughs> Be cool to see how that, if, if that mechanic evolves over the course of the game as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, like the demo was very short. I only got to explore some caves and some fields. I got to have a weird little side quest with a guy who was just like yelling at, ranting and raving about a windmill that was like scaring him. And I was like, all right. <laughs> and lo and behold, you go across to the left and there's a windmill that you can attack. And you're like, cool. <laughs> Neat. Is it, is it some Hell House vibes. Yeah, exactly. Definitely some Hell House vibes. Uh, and yeah, it's just a, it was just a good time and the demo's gone now, but I think it's, it's slated for no definite date, just sometime in 2021, I think later in the year. Okay. But, uh, I really just encourage you, if you like the idea of a Super Nintendo styled indie made JRPG, would you go and look up a trailer for this game? Because it looks so good and having played it, I am just so excited to get my hands on the full version. Yeah, that sounds really cool. I uh, I watched a trailer for it and I was like, this looks pretty cool. Yeah, I have to go I, look into it, it a bit more. I didn't. I don't think it showed up anywhere at Gamescom itself. But it was just when when I was flicking through the tabs, mm-hmm. I was like, this this here. What's this one here? Install demo. <laughs> just I, give it to me. I only saw it because like, you posted about it on Twitter, and I was like, oh okay, I'll look at this. And yeah, it looks very looks cool. I'm neat. super keen to get more of it. Just want to sink my teeth into that full game, but also I'm aware of it. I must be patient. It's fine. I can do that, but yeah. Until then, everyone else should definitely look it up and yeah, get some eyes on that trailer. It looks good. Sweet. Uh, but of course, that brings us to our, I guess, our, our team game, Joel. Hey, well, that uh, seems appropriate. It does, well. really. Uh, we have to assemble for this one. Mm. Uh, and as, of course, Marvel's Avengers, which officially launched last Friday, the same day as Tony Hawk. Yes. So if you you basically get an option to grind however you want, <laughs> grind grind the rails or grind the numbers game, like all bases are covered. Round of applause! You weren't that. That was good, Thanks, man. <laughs> that actually Thanks. caught me off guard. I was like, "All right, fair enough. You get right that on. one." Uh, but yeah, so Marvel's Avengers, of course, we've talked we talked about the beta a few weeks ago, and I think it's only fair to say that we won't go too far into it. I just want to talk light opening stuff and we can yeah. talk a bit about the gameplay but uh i definitely want you to get a chance to play more before we go too hard on the story because i think i think it's kind of fun i kind of kind of enjoying it i um, love it i am <laughs> having an absolute fucking ball with this game um i wasn't gonna pick it up at launch i was gonna like I'll, eventually i'll get to it like but i was like it's coming out the same day as tony hawk that's i know i'm gonna enjoy that i'm getting that and then I was talking to you about it, and you were like, it's actually pretty fun. And then the week leading up to it, like when uh, like the embargoes got lifted and stuff, and people like were playing it early as well, were talking about it. And there was like people that I sort of like, you know, like their opinions and, and, and their thoughts uh, that were like, it's actually pretty fun. Like, it's a really fun game. And it, like reading what they had to say about it was like ticking boxes for what I kind of wanted out of it. And I was like, and it got to like Saturday, and I went, I'm just going to do a click and collect order at BW, and <laughs> there we go. I'll pick that up after work Sunday. Um, and so that was like my Father's Day present to myself. So nice. I, I bought that. But <laughs> yeah, I love it. I think it's yeah so much I, fun. I do kind of want to talk lightly about the opening A-Day stuff. 
Yes. Uh, so, hey, I guess if you're sensitive to anything that happens there, then skip over this. But I really, without going beyond that, I think a lot of the stuff that I wanted that got me excited in A Day is sort of why I'm enjoying this game, really. Yeah. Yeah. If um, uh, much like if you're like when I say about Tony Hawk, it's like if you're a fan of like the Tony Hawk games or like skateboarding, you'll enjoy that. If you like Marvel stuff and you like it unabashedly and you're just like you're willing to go along with like the silliness factor of of like stuff in the mcu or even the comics as well it's like you'll have a ball with this just because like you said this opening segment is just a fan service to the max and it's great yeah especially if you've just been missing the mcu so if you really just don't want to hear anything about this game story-wise even if it's little things that don't really probably matter really like the A-Day stuff. I will, I'll put some time codes in the in the notes just in case you want to skip over it. Yeah. Uh, again, won't go on for this for too long, but uh, the opening Joel, A-Day, getting just... The game just throws you straight into just this celebration of the Avengers, and I was just yep. grinning like a stupid idiot. Yep, 100%. I was too. It was just... it. I, it was a great weekend for just like comfort food gaming like between this and tony hawk it was just like it felt cozy it just was it was so nice and like you know it was over the weekend it was a little bit chillier some of the days so you know it was nice to rug up and 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 just sort of like settle in with these kind of games and yeah this was just brilliant like this is like fan service to the max and i love it and it it was great and it was also great because you got to experience it through the eyes of, like, the number one Avengers fangirl in Kamala Khan, who is, like, the perfect player vehicle for... I mean, obviously, you're playing as other characters. It's not really a spoiler, but, like, you're playing as other characters throughout the campaign as well, obviously. But the, the story is centered around Kamala. Uh, and, like, she's just such a... An, like unashamed fan of the Avengers and everything superheroes. And it is so lovely to see it through her eyes and experience it through her eyes. Because if you have any sort of affinity for these characters in this world, you would be like that being on that, on that, uh, on that chimera and just being amazed by what was going on and what you could see. Yeah. I still maintain, but honestly making Kamala Khan, the, the primary, like, I know that, like you said, you play as other characters, but I would still say she is the main character. Yeah. And making her the main character was just the best choice because, yeah, exactly as you said, getting down there, getting on the Chimera, like going into that Tony Stark booth and geeking out over all the Iron Man stuff and just also looking at him and going, like, this is exactly, this is Tony Stark. This is what he would do. There's pictures of himself, just like Iron Man, like repulsive, kind of, like set up, like. Merch oh. upon merch upon merch, just yeah. like money, money, money. Which is why I also love that's the part where you also run into four as well. Yeah, <laughs> and it's oh, and four so is just bad. so clearly just like oh yeah, this this is very much Tony Stark as well. <laughs> yeah. It's just great. And that's the thing, like, because then yeah, you do get to meet those characters, and I must admit myself, I got a little bit giddy. Like, oh yeah, because again, you're putting yourself in Kamala's shoes, and you're like, that's fucking Thor, like. It's a god it is, of thunder. It's the god of thunder. That is amazing, and he's just talking to you. Uh, and he's like referencing the fact that I think he references the fact that he read um, Kamala's story as well. Yeah, well, because they all did, and that's what I again yeah. just it's what I love so much about it. 
like especially the big one who obviously did read it was um captain america everyone's yes. favorite everyone's everyone's favorite captain well second favorite captain yeah uh he clearly read it especially and, and black widow as well like when she comes up and was just like yeah that, that stuff you had me uh when i was fighting i think she was like talks about when she was fighting the lizards in the sewer yes yeah like, that was re- that was really cool it's like she and she said it offhandedly she's like Oh yeah, that was that was really cool. And it, it, it start the, her line of dialogue starts to sound like she's just gonna dismiss her and just be like, "Oh yeah, of course I read that." But she's like, "Oh yeah, oh that part with the the sewer rats where you had me yeah, fighting just, them in the, that was pretty cool." And she you're just like, oh, "She did read it." So, oh my such god, a, such a specific call out. Yeah, just a great job of just yeah showing me how the Avengers just being cool people. Yeah, uh, shout out to Captain America for for unfortunately letting me know. That, that Carol Danvers is off planet. I think that's fine. I, I will wait, but like, I do like, but he, like, he sees the shirt and is like, oh, you're a Captain Marvel fan. <laughs> yep. Just calls her out on it straight away. Just straight away. But yeah, I just, like, going around there, going through the Steve Rogers section, going into the arcade and seeing all the cabinets set up, because clearly in a world where the Avengers exist, there would be just so many, well, just merchandise in general, I guess, but like, arcade cabinets especially, just those oh, games. Yeah. It's cool too, like the the fact that, again, like you said, in this world there is all this merchandise and there's all these like different properties based around the Avengers because they're so well known. And actual comic books, like and actual comic books <laughs> that that are legitimate comic books. And when you go into the collection segment uh, of the menu, you can see like when they were released, who yeah, wrote the them, who did the art. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's, it's really, cool. really cool, and like what issue number they are and what run they're part of. Like it's it's really cool if you're like to see some of the like the some of the amazing cover up there's a really cool one of um with like Black Widow and Hawkeye and Nick Fury this is the art style is beautiful i think it's one of the ones you get from that opening mission that's why i love looking through the uh the um player cards like for each of the yeah. different characters there's some really good art in those uh again i'm not a huge comic buff like basically Same. all of my marvel knowledge has come from the MCU, mm-hmm. but after seeing Captain Marvel, I picked up a couple of omnibuses that I've sort of been, you know, just browsing through for Miss Marvel years. Uh, but yeah, just seeing all those comic book covers is really cool, and just reminds me that I wish I <laughs> could get into comics, which that I knew where to a, a good place to start. I know there's like guides out there where you can check it out and all that, and that's why I was happy to start with just like the Miss Marvel Captain Marvel collections, just as something, as something to give me a point of reference on this ridiculous expanded marvel comic world yeah um i did get some because i posted about it on twitter that i was playing it and i did get a recommendation from our listener steve so oh, yeah. thank you I, I wanted to check out apparently the uh he says where is it uh he says that g willow wilson's introductory run on kamala khan and ms marvel is is great and well worth picking up. So I said, I'm definitely one I've always meant to get into. <laughs> Same. And after this, I'm like, I'm a hundred percent in on that because Kamala Khan is precious. Protect her yes. at all costs. So she is the that, best. So that's the other reason I want to talk about a bit about why I think she's such a good choice. So initially, so much of a problem, my issue that I had with this game. Again, I hold no grudge against any of the performances. Like all the voice actors so far have, I've settled into most of them. Mm-hmm. A couple of them, especially Bruce. Bruce is... Yes. Yeah. Troy's, Troy Troy's, Baker killing the game, yeah. There's a couple of, like, really good... Because, um, obviously, the code, there's a bunch... There's so many codecs. Like, there's just... 
audio tapes to come out the wazoo to listen to. It was one in particular where I was just like, wow, Troy Baker went way harder on that than he needed to. Like, it was really good. Um, yeah. But yeah, the, they still made a very clear choice to stick it pretty close. Well, ba- no, not pretty close. Basically the same as the MCU lineup with, you know, Hawkeye's not here yet, but he's coming soon. And then yeah. basically we've got the MCU Avengers right there and there. Yeah. And that's why another reason why Kamala Khan works so well. We haven't been introduced to her MCU counterpart yet. Her TV show is still in the pipeline. Yeah. So she is also sort of a breath of fresh air to this world full of characters that so many of them are like, oh yeah, Maria Hill, I know you and Nick Fury and all these people are like, oh yeah, bam, 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 bam. But Kamala Khan is new and fresh and it's, yeah, she's just great. It, she's great as well in the fact that she, because she is such a fan of the Avengers, like she brings like, I don't know, the, the, the silly side of like comic books and, and, and the MCU out as well, but like her talking about them as like, in the way that you would have discussions discussions with your friends, like we've talked about multiple times about MCU stuff, just in general conversations. Oh yeah, had. yeah, yeah. Like she talks about that in the same way, and she's like, "Oh yeah, oh." And then this thing happened, and then oh my god, that was so cool. Like it's it, it it's cool to have that side of things actually represented as you know for for more or less uh, one of the Avengers now. Like it's. Mm. It's cool because you, you then you start to think about yourself in that situation. You're like, what if I was in that situation where I could do these cool things? And then Captain America showed up on my door and was like, we need you. And it's like, holy crap, like that'd be amazing. And you would freak out. You would freak out at seeing, you know, uh, Tony's like Mark One uh, phaser blasters. And it's... You would freak out in those situations. You would meet freak Absolutely. out when someone says you've they've read your story. It's it's just really cool to see that side of things be represented in like the Avengers legitimately. Yeah, for sure. And even just I mean, I'm again I won't spoil any of the story, but having gone on, on long a bit further than you I just am just getting those Marvel beats out of it and I'm really enjoying it. And again, much like using Kamala is is a nice, fresh, you know, injection into the story. Uh, same goes for the villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, George Tarleton yeah. is, yeah, who, of course, like, I mean, it's, it's not a spoiler. It was in a war table. Like, yeah. seeing this incarna- uh, incarnation of MODOK yeah. is interesting. Yeah, like... And I know I, I'm almost certain I mocked them in that war table because I was like, oh, you think you're so clever by being like, oh, we're using MODOK. But I, I'll happily eat my hat that I'm I'm intrigued. Like, he's definitely, again, it's, help, it's helpful having a nice, fresh villain to sort yeah. of face off against. And it's cool too, again, because it almost in the inverse of Kamala Khan, like in the like he's a pretty goofy villain, like in terms of he, his design. He is. He's pretty like typical comic book fare of like dude. Especially when he fully becomes Modoc and you're like, look at you. <laughs> yeah, you're like, okay, alright, sure. So hearing that that's gonna be the case in this game that was sort of like has this sort of like grounded element to it. But they kind of do it well like from what i've seen anyway as well and again yeah like there's there's some really interesting interesting stuff that i enjoyed about the development of modok that i think you'll enjoy as well but just yeah i'm just enjoying it uh i i would i don't think we really need to talk about the gameplay at this point because it's still i'm enjoying punching things like i did in the beta really like yeah it's it's fun it's so much fun i guess if i had to say anything like having had a chance now to play as four 
I'm not sure if they what they've changed, or maybe I was just being really picky, or maybe that little small vertical slice where you play as him didn't work for him. But he's real fun. Yeah. I, speaking of that small vertical slice, though, because like you know, this is I think for both of us the third time we've played. Yeah, it is <laughs> that that uh, that bridge sequence. I, every time I each time I played it, the first time I was like, okay, this is fine. In the beta, I played it and I was like, okay, cool. And then in the third time playing it, having the context of what happens beforehand as well, like actually having that lead in of like a day and walking around the Chimera and yeah, meeting those characters and stuff like that. And then getting to that part, you're like, oh, okay, cool. This, like you said, it feels like the beats of a MCU movie almost. It's like, you know, you have that cold open of like, who is this character? Who are, oh, I don't know much about you. Oh, you seem really interesting. Oh, this is really cool. Oh, there's such and such. And then catastrophic event happens. Mm. And then the Avengers have to go in and save the day. Um, And then things happen from there. So, yeah. um, Yeah, it's really cool to have like that context beforehand. I think really... So, like finally sold me on that 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 vertical slice. Um, yeah, that man third times the charm, right? Third, third times time the charm. Lucky. Yeah, um, I did giggle. Like, I did chuckle to myself. I think like, Ash was with me as well. I was like, "Yeah, this is the third time I played this part before the game even came out." Yeah, um, but yeah, Ugh. it's it's great. Like I I like I've been like like flipping through every time I get a new character or whatever or um, unlock their skill tree. Like I've been flipping through like the different skill tree areas. Oh boy, there's some fun stuff in there that you can dive there into is. as well. And uh, um Yeah. Yeah. Some cool stuff that like make your make those like those characters your own as well. Cause I think I had the wrong idea. Like when they when they showed the three tabs, I was like, oh, there's gonna be so many skills. And there still is a lot of skills, but the second and third one really is just about really shaping the hero to play how you want them to play. Like yep. like augmenting their specific attacks to do certain things. And um, yeah. just helping you really, yeah, make your hero, which is cool. It feels it feels almost like um, Borderlands in a way, like yeah, having those skill that. trees where you could like fine tune and like really dive into the the elements of that character that you're playing and really like maximize those parts that you really like. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's cool. But it's I'm, really neat. Yeah. I'm enjoying it, and I'm curious to see uh, to, for us to get to the end and really talk about it because yeah, this obviously is a game that even though I personally have nearly finished a story, has only just begun. Uh, yeah. There was a war table last week or the week before that basically was just like, hey, October, you got Kate Bishop coming, and then November, you got Hawkeye. Because of certain unfortunate things that have transpired, we've, we do have Black Panther on the way, but out of respect for the late Chadwick Postman, mm-hmm. we're taking a bit of time, which is, again, I just really, I do respect that as well, but they were just like, look, it's not the time, which is good. 100%, um, yep absolutely agree but uh yeah looking forward to the future of this game uh one thing i will say and it's definitely something i think i've been saying every time i played it is the performance does need work it does need some polish and some optimization but also at the same time i really enjoy punching things so i'm still happy it's i wonder like you know you you always the mind races when you hear these sort of things it's like you've got marvel and square enix over your heads going we need this game out like ASAP and already having it being delayed twice once 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 yeah um yeah I can see that like, they you know publishers and franchise owners wanting this game out so they can start capitalizing on it so you, you always wonder it's like I wonder if this needed a little bit more time in the oven 
uh, yeah. if that would have impacted on it. Um, but I guess that's the plus side of it being a game to the service game is it has that room to grow now. Yeah, look, I it's hard for me to dis- disagree with anyone. I've seen a lot of posts that has been like, I reckon I'll pick this game up in a year. I'm like, probably, like, honestly, a good call. Yeah, I bet I... in a year's time, and I hate to say it because I'm enjoying it now, but I bet in a year's time it's completely different. Mm-hmm. Probably got to have, like, double the hero roster. Plenty of story to play through. Like, it's, yeah. It's funny because, like, I see a lot of people, a lot of the negative people sort of, like, more likening it to more of a Anthem. And having not really played Anthem, but I would say it's more along the lines of Destiny. Like, it, it, is, it has that. And it's funny because I saw a comment that was like, oh, I can't wait to play this in 12 months time where it gets a Taken King, like, remark like remake and everyone swears that it's good now and i'm like yeah well that that could happen but i still think the way they're gonna go is they're gonna release like arcs that's how i would do it in my head but you know I'm, i mean I, it seems like how I we're know. getting it is like when a new hero drops they'll get a little story but um we'll Which see is cool it is cool I love it does stuff. make me especially bummed about spider-man but oh well. yeah yeah yeah, that's a shame. But uh, I mean, oh, hey, we have a good Spider-Man game. It's fine. We do. We do have a. We have a really good Spider-Man game. Fucking probably a better Spider-Man year. game. Spider-Man Miles game. Than, coming out. Yeah, probably a better Spider-Man game than what we would have got of him in here. Um, but so that's the thing, right? That's why I just also just I think I I think we spoke. Did we speak about Spider-Man? I don't remember now. Maybe. Either way, I feel for Crystal Dynamics because you're putting Spider-Man in this game and. I don't know, man. Yep. <laughs> That's in- stressful. Spider-Man, like Insomniac Spider-Man is so good. Insomniac, Insomniac set the bar so high I did for Spider-Man games now. Um, and as much as I do love a lot of the combat in this game and the movement, it can sometimes be a bit rigid and a little bit stiff. Mm-hmm. And I think Spider-Man really needs to flow. Yeah. Um, so yeah. we'll see. We'll see. But I do have some concerns and just being like the pressure that it must be under to implement a character like that in this game. 100% yeah um but yeah if you like uh, like i said before if you if you like marvel characters and things like that um and you're not like i don't want to speak too out of place but if you're not like a whiny little crybaby on on twitter or anything like that you know what i mean like i can't find better words to say it but like if you're not someone who just wants to try and find the negative in everything if you're willing to go into it with an open mind and you kind of like having fun with these characters, you're going to have a good time, in my opinion. I think... And for, for the fact of the matter is, like, some people... Like, I've seen some people say, I I played the campaign, I really enjoyed it, I'm probably not going to play much multiplayer, but you're still getting your money's worth there because you're still getting a 12 to 15 hours, at least, campaign experience. If you do, like, the side quests and like look for loot and things like that yeah and like be it is worth, 20 it is worth going like hammering home but it, the, the campaign is single player like yeah there are missions you can play multiplayer but you can solo that story mode and then when you're done you're done like mm-hmm. that, that can maybe you put it aside until a new hero comes out assuming their story operates the same way i guess we don't really know yet yeah but um yeah i would say check reviews there are some some early reviews are coming out now so sort of reviews in progress yeah sort of, to sort of give you an idea um but yeah definitely i would say do some research because i'm enjoying it but yeah the performance sometimes is rough but also as a an mcu geek i just am loving it yeah same that's the thing it's it is like it is just really nice fan service especially and 
it, it is something that like I feel like some people might need in this time in this day and age. It well, is we haven't nice. exactly got it. Black Widow yet, so we need to sort of fill the void somehow. Well, that's it. But, I mean, just in general, like, the state of the world, it is nice to have this, like, nice, like, security blanket of familiarity of these characters in this this world in a way, but maybe a little bit of a different spin on it in some ways. Just cool. Yeah. It'll be be interesting to see where it goes. I think there's another War Table coming up soon. I haven't dated it, but they did mention there would be another one after launch. Sort of focusing on how launch went. Who knows when that's going to be? But, yeah, uh, I'll keep an eye out for it. For sure. But um, I think that just about does it for our quest log, Joel. Cool. So, no dope or note this time because we're going into the bonus round. Bonus round. So our bonus round is our whatever the hell we want it to be segment. And this week it's a bonus round because we've only got two stories that happened really that we felt like, you know, we wanted to talk about. Yep. One of them was a Mario Direct, which there's no point putting that to a dope or nope. No. And the other one is a really weird Xbox thing, but I, the story itself is the most interesting part. But um, I think we start with a Mario Direct, Joel, because... I like it. So this thing has been com- a long time coming, uh, specifically the, the Mario 3D All-Stars it's part of it yeah but the most interesting part about this was be- it was shadow dropped out of nowhere yeah like okay so sure, you're playing D D, i'm pretty sure i was yeah and like at least four of the me and three of the other members of that party would have cared about that news and like you were just messaging stuff and i kept seeing i was on my pc because we play over zoom and i seen like the message pop up and i'm like oh god yeah oh. so that's the thing I like I didn't think it was going to happen, but I was still, I was on Twitter that night, and you know it's the old thing of like where there's smoke there's fire. Yep. Like Jeff Grubb was just like I don't like being up this early and like tweeting it at Nintendo and stuff, and like Nibel and like Z Huge, all the usual folk were doing stuff. I'm like, wait, is there going to be like I think even Game Explain was like streaming, watching the tw- Nintendo's Twitter account until like it hit the usual time where they drop stuff. I'm like. Is it what? And then suddenly it hit. I think it was like eleven o'clock, and they're like, yep. "Oh yeah, uh, Mario 35, 35th anniversary direct." I'm like, "What? Heck? Whoa!" Because <laughs> like, whoa, 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 I, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> this is fucking crazy. Because like, this is the way they've been doing things lately. And Nintendo were unchanged. Like, they're just it's up. Uh, yeah, it's out of control. They are wildcard bitches, and it's just like, yeah. I expected this for like a partner direct. Well, or what was the last one we got that was a, a, a drop? It was a. Like a, a shadow dropped out of nowhere. It was a partner direct, wasn't it? It's usually, it's been, the last one was a partner direct because Nintendo was chaos. Yeah, they exactly. Yeah. So chaotic like, good. <laughs> yeah. So like they dropped this, like, and I'm like, okay, I expect that from those. If that's the way they're going to do things with those, that's fine. I didn't think they'd do it for the 35th anniversary of Super Mario Brothers, but like, here we are. Especially, so especially, man, it's so, we'll get into the details of what happened, but the thing, the thing that gets me, right? So the last three big game announcements from Nintendo have been so weird. Mm-hmm. We had Paper Mario mm-hmm. was announced on Twitter. Yep, that's right. It's dropped a trailer. Yep. Same treatment for... And that was like, I think, two months before release. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a similar thing for Pikmin 3 Deluxe, yep. which is also two months before release. This time we got a Shadow Drop Direct that has 3D All-Stars. And I was like, okay, cool. Well, I mean... People, like, 
people were getting worried that they hadn't announced it because they're like two months is like at this lead time it's coming out in november and yeah. i was like okay cool well it's gonna get us november date and then lo and behold the trailer players in the end it's like oh no it's september 18th i'm like what do you mean september 18th that's like two weeks two away, weeks away. <laughs> you manufacturing that game right now and yeah. shipping it like good lord <laughs> like that's insanity absolute yeah, insanity like, so but um i guess that's not shall we just talk about like the 3d all-star stuff at the moment because like we may as well it's the biggest it was definitely the biggest announcement of the direct yeah there's some cool stuff that happened as well that i'm, I'm, I'm we'll, we'll touch on it we'll but, touch on those yeah. but so yeah it's coming out september 18th but it's only going to be on sale until the end of next march yeah end so of march 2021 so nintendo in typical nintendo fashion have decided that even though they're giving you Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, and Mario Galaxy in a nice little package for, I think, $69 Australian, mm-hmm. uh, physical and digital, but unfortunately, they don't want you to buy it after March. Yeah. Sorry. That's the cutoff. After March, too bad. Now, there are, there are suspicions and talk about they'll probably split them up and sell them individually, but no one actually knows. At this point, to our knowledge... Once it hits the end of March, this collection is gone. Yeah. So, because I'm pretty sure that the last time I did one of these, which was the, for the Wii when they did the Super Mario, like the Mario All-Stars, the original yeah, yeah. Mario All-Stars collection for like the, I want to say the 25th anniversary? Yeah, it was. I'm pretty sure. I, I have that damn thing somewhere. Yeah, so do I. I've got it around somewhere. Um, But that was a similar situation, wasn't it? it was That was a limited... Physically, it was a limited thing. I think so, yeah. But and I don't man, think you could buy it digitally because that was sort of on the cusp Wii, of things. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, like that was a limited thing as well. So I'm like, I kind of see it, but I'm also like, but why? Why though? So that's the, that's the thing, right? For then it's not that I want to defend it because I do think it's a bit ridiculous. But then I was like, okay, well, look, sure, limited physical run, it happens. But the digital cutoff is where I'm like, what? Yeah. That's where things get a little weird. Come on, Nintendo. Which is where those sort of like tinfoil hat conspiracy theorists might actually have some validity to their statements. Yeah. So. Look, I honestly, again, we don't know for sure, mm-hmm. but I it would be so Nintendo to be like, here's this collection. You can buy for $69 right like until the end of March. If you don't, we're going to split them up and charge you like 25 30 bucks each. So yeah. Make I, your I, choice. <laughs> I think that might be the case, and I think at that point too, maybe that maybe they'll put Galaxy Two into the mix. Maybe I don't know, man. I hope so. I like. I know that some people don't like Galaxy Two. I like Galaxy Two. Yeah, because that, that that is a pretty glaring admission from from Super Mario Three D All Stars. Yeah, I mean, I guess they were really just focusing in like. So we got like one the Nintendo sixty four one, the GameCube one, and the Wii one. Yeah, it makes sense. And then we're getting uh, the Wii U one, Three D World early next year with a new expansion that we know nothing about. Yeah. It's called Bowser's Fury. Sign me up, man. I'm Had in. A, the trailer four player, for it. Like, Four-player online co-op, like... Yeah, I'm I'm definitely down to, like, the, my... We were talking about this before we started recording. Like, the only time I've played that game is when I played it at your house. So, um, and, and played it with you, which, which I had a lot of fun with it. I would like to go through that game. Um, but yeah, the trailer for, like, the 3D World stuff, like, they had, like, the, the Bowser's Fury stuff at the end. It looks like an island where there's like a lot of yeah, cat Mario again, stuff going on. I don't it know. seems like we'll, we'll find out more soon, but who knows when. Yeah. Uh, before we move on too much from 3D All-Stars, I do want to say two things about it. Okay. Two, aside from the complaints about just weird Nintendo stuff. Uh, 
Firstly, box art's a bit, you know, meh. Yeah, I agree. But they could have put some effort into that. Like, so again, I'm sure you could, I would recommend if you haven't seen it to do a Google, but the Super Mario All-Stars for Wii was nice. I actually really, really liked that nice. box art. Yep. The packet, it came in like a little slip case. It was a really nice little deal. Yep. Uh, this one's just sort of like, I don't know, you could probably whip it up in Photoshop. It's got a logo, but eh, you know. And I, again, think, I think if you whipped feels... up in Photoshop, you could do a better job of probably. it as well. Like... It, it probably sounds pedantic and like picky, but if you're going to make, if you're basically going to like, hey, this is a limited purchase. This is a, basically going to be a collector's item. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe make it look a bit nicer. Make it look special. Make it look like it's supposed to, like, like it's supposed to be limited. Yeah, exactly. But again, a weird aside. And the other one is, and this one I'm seeing mixed things from people online. It's just the desire for them to have done more to these games. Like Mario 64, yeah. for the most part, looks like it's, you know, it's getting a bit of an uprose. There's some better textures and all that, but it's largely untouched as far as being a 64 game goes. Yeah. I don't mind that, but I think a lot of people maybe there were rumors and leaks. And as always, if you believe Nintendo rumors, you're begging to be burned essentially, because <laughs> sometimes those dreams come true. Other times you've got to remember it's Nintendo and more than anything, they're just like, Hey, we'll take your money. And it is- How much work are you going to put in? <sighs> Some. <laughs> yep. And this year, like it's, they're so wild card. You don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Well, I mean, hey, that we could again. It's a conversation for another for another podcast. This year we have Pikmin in October. This is in September, and we've got open months for Nintendo. Yeah, Three D World is next year in February, so you know. I mean, I guess Animal Crossing still making them that coin. So, yeah, I mean, you've got new consoles coming up as well. So, yeah, like maybe they just they can like, sell they can good. sell bundles, but. Yeah, maybe it's like we're good. Let's just stop, dip out for now. Let's see uh, those two big companies go for their go for their life. Maybe we'll see. I'm I'm really curious to see what they what they do next. But that wasn't all that was in the direct. No, it was actually some interesting things. A really weird one, which was Super Mario Brothers 35, which again, for some arbitrary reason, much like the 3D All Stars collection, will cease existing from March 31st, 2021. And here's the thing, unlike 3D All-Stars, where you can just like, you know, buy it physically and have it, uh, this is a little Battle Royale Mario game where basically you play the original Super Mario Brothers against 35 other players and you can yeah. send enemies at each other. Basically, it'll be the last last Mario standing. It's basically... Uh, so it's, once it, once they switch off the servers, that's it. <laughs> well, that's... Yeah, that sucks. But it's basically Tetris 100. Uh, Tetris 99, sorry, but with, with with Super Mario Brothers, and I'm like, yeah, exactly. That sounds cool. That sounds really interesting. And that's the thing. I'm super keen on it. October first, I'll be downloading downloading this and embarrassing myself. But 100. Just disappearing in March again for some strange reason. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. Maybe maybe that like they're putting the feelers out to see if this is the thing that people will keep playing, and then maybe as it maybe. gets closer to it, they'll be like, oh, we're doing another release of it or we're gonna keep the servers on or whatever it is worth mentioning that uh for that super mario 35 it is free if you are a nintendo switch online subscriber which so. you need to play it anyway yeah so, so like yeah same deal as tetris 99 really which yeah. was free if you were a subscriber if you want to play it you which pay again, to play that game yeah it's nice for them to give you some like perks like yeah. I, don't, I never mind that's like some you know the snes and the NES uh collections are good yeah but the little extras do help yeah well, speaking of those, that was we we got um, 
the All-Stars. the original Mario All Stars is now available on the um, Nintendo Switch Online SNES collection. It is. I did a little playthrough of Mario One and Three the other day. Nice. Those games. I don't think. I think I do prefer the original versions of both, but uh, they hold up nicely. I have heard that that the the original versions are a lot better. Um, but hey, the option is there. You because exactly. honestly, they're on the NES online anyway. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then, yeah, we mentioned before about Super Mario 3D World, Bowser's Fury, coming out in February. That's pretty cool. Yeah, next Feb. Again, we'll probably find out, we'll, again, some mysterious future direct. We'll probably touch on that Bowser's Fury expansion. It could be out now. Like, there could be a direct right now they're talking about. Who knows, man? It's Nintendo. Yeah. Um, the thing that got me... The, the most stupid thing that I don't need, but I desperately want, uh, which is Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. Uh, it is basically a... Okay, I saw someone describe it as just like a Mario Kart remote control car with a GoPro attached to it, which is basically what it is. It is that. It is it is that. <laughs> um, but it's cool because what you do is you set it up these like gates around your house and then you use your Switch to control the car and you can like paint out a track around your house and it will make that the track that you can't deviate from that. And then you can race this remote control car around your house through these gates. And it's fucking dumb, but I love it. And it's pretty cool tech. Like, I honestly think, like, when I saw them, like, go into the mobile, like, they were showing, like, the different track layouts that they had. And I'm like, is that, like, preset? Or how does that work? Like that. But then they showed that, like, the, the remote control car goes into, like, paint mode. It has, like, paint all over it. And that basically paints the track out. So you just drive around, you paint like a stupid track around through through those gates and then make it connected back up and then it makes the track for you and then you can play Mario Kart kind of in real life, kind of augmented reality. Um, yeah. It's it, weird. It's super weird, and I, but I love it. It's, uh, it's coming out on uh, 16th, the 16th of October uh, with either a Mario or a Luigi kart to play with. But you better believe if that sells well, they're getting more of those. There's going to be a whole line of those. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yep. Oh, um, God. But yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, okay. I just wanted to nerd out about that because I was like... That's fine. It's pretty cool tech and I don't need it. I probably won't get it, but I fucking want it and it looks cool. Uh, if Griffin was a little bit older, like if he was like three or four, that would be something I'd be like, this could be fun for us to play together, but he's only... 14 months old, so that's not going to work out, I don't think. Uh, so they also announced a little, a weird little Game & Watch Super Mario Brothers edition. Yeah. So this is just a little Game & Watch device that can play the original Super Mario Brothers, and I think Lost Levels? Yeah, I think Lost Levels is on there yeah. as well. Also as a clock, for some reason. Yep. Was well, it's, I guess. It's a Game & Watch. Like, it looks like the old yeah, Game & Watch little handheld console, which is pretty neat. It's also got um the... Juggling balls game as well from the game. Of oh yeah, that's well. right. Yeah, it does too. Yeah. Uh, so that's coming out November thirteenth for about seventy nine dollars. I think most places are starting to sell out of this. It's uh, this will be. You'll see this on on not. Yeah, this will be. This will be like you know sculpted and yeah. up, mark, marked up. <laughs> um, but seventy nine bucks is pretty. That's pretty cool for like a little, especially if you are a collector that want to have something like this on display. Like oh if yeah you, yeah if you've for got sure. All like, I can see display, the appeal. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um. And the price point is right for what it is. Absolutely, yeah. It's it's very much like their their mini consoles that they're doing as well. 
but yeah. Uh, but that, that's like the majority of the main announcements. We've got some cool things like, for example, uh, there's a Smash Ultimate tournament coming with Mario characters and items in November and December. Uh, Super Mario Maker 2 will be getting some special courses. Splatoon 2 is going to have a Splatfest in January 2021. Uh, and then, of course, the one that everyone is waiting for, uh, Animal Crossing Cross Mario Furniture is coming next March, which also is the thing that I've been waiting for. It's the return of the Nintendo Animal Crossing crossovers. Yeah, this could be the start of a very like you know, our our resurgence back into that game. I'd say. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, some of the 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 physical um items that you can purchase from the Nintendo stores, pretty cool stuff. There's some yeah, pretty there's neat some things. Stuff. I still wish I could just buy that Lego NES on its oh, own God, without the I TV part. If they just sold me that console, I'd buy it. No, I'd look, if I had the space for it. And I, I had a day where I was feeling particularly reckless with money, which could be any day. Um, I would buy that. In a oh yeah, that would I be. Just, a, and apparently, it's a really fun build as well. Apparently, it's, I hear that there's some cool have you seen, Easter eggs. Have you seen the inside of it? Yeah, I have. Yeah, man, the Super Mario Brothers like one to one. Like, goddamn, it's it's very cool. And the fact that it all like works as well. Yeah, it's cool. The Lego like said, Super if Mario I could stuff. Buy in, just the console, like, oh. The Lego Super Mario stuff in general is like the core stuff as well is pretty cool. Like that's great yeah, for kids. Yeah, I, I do kind of wish they were just sort of more traditional builds. But, yeah, um, yeah. I get I get that they want to gamify it. That's fine. Yeah, you know, just not for me. It's fine. That's fair. That's fair. It's for kids. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so that's that basically sort of as well as some, there's some other trinkets you can get, including like black milk stuff and all that, all that jazz and shoes and what have you oh man have you seen those like so i'd only seen at that time when that came out i think they'd only showed off the um is this the the puma ones yeah the super mario puma um shoes they've released two more of them yeah sunshine and galaxy yeah the galaxy ones look fucking awesome they're like galaxy (laughs) print and i'm like i would wear the fuck out of those they look amazing they're actually pretty reasonably priced too for like puma stuff they're, i think they're about 180 bucks which is like for those type of sneakers i think it's as far as i know pretty decently priced mm-hmm. um still too much for me but but uh that did it for the 35th anniversary direct and it gives me a perfect chance to express my future bitterness uh next year when we get another one of these videos for zelda and not metroid so yep. just look forward to that bitterness from me next year. I'm just I'm just giving you fair warning. It's going to happen. Yeah. So, ne- like every episode next year, that's I'm only talking about Metroid's 35th anniversary. I'm sorry. It's just it's my the job that I've given myself. <laughs> as sad as this, you'll probably get a corner of a direct somewhere. I doubt it, man. <laughs> I'm being so optimistic. Here's the for thing: you. they're poised, right? Trilogy isn't out yet. Like it's like mm. this. They're set up to just be like the bare minimum to do like a physical release of trilogy. I, that, yeah. hundred percent. Like what? Mm, yeah. And like a collection of like, you know, the 2d ones like Metroid, uh, like Metroid zero mission fusion, super Metroid, maybe chuck in the original Metroid one and two. Yeah. You know, it won't happen. We'll get, we'll get like other M probably, which is, Hey, oh, fuck. I'll take it. Hey man, other M. 
just skip it's a all game the cutscenes. That I, that I, cut I grow to like. Yeah, yeah the cutscenes too. Skip all the cutscenes significantly. Play the game. The gameplay is um, fun. Cut game scenes. is cool and, and interesting. And I, yeah. I, we can never do a full episode of me just. That game is good. Yeah. It's just the story lets it down and the localization especially. Yeah. But, um, oh, I'm with you, man. And, yeah. That's that's future bitterness. We can save that for next year. <laughs> just I wanted to let you all know what's coming yep. very quickly. Uh, so let's let's move on to the Xbox story, Joel, because yeah. this is so weird. Um, man, 2020 is just fucking buck wild, isn't it? Like, it is the wild west of video game news at the moment. Oh, boy. I was just minding my own business i was like i was at work yeah i was like oh what's happening on twitter oh is that that looks like this the, you know the xbox series s which we've heard about endlessly like non-stop from like not even from xbox themselves though from controllers from leakers from everyone but xbox it's like one of the worst like, kept secrets yeah maybe it's just a mock-up but it was everywhere and i couldn't escape it i'm like okay well i'll share it in that group chat this is interesting and then Microsoft, like the Xbox account, the official Xbox account. The verified Xbox account. <laughs> just posted that that meme of the, um, it's a, it, yeah, the monkey. The like monkey, yeah. Just like looking one way and then looking forward. Yeah. Just like clearly acknowledging it going, ugh. Just the, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Because, like, it was like, this is the Series S, here's what it looks like, it'll be this much, and people were like, what? And so, yeah, they posted that. And, and I mean, then, if, on, that's, get, if that's where the story ended, like, that would be like, yeah, oh, okay, right? this is weird. But Like, the we- especially with the weird half confirmation from Microsoft with yeah, that picture. It's like, okay. I want to get I want to get my timelines up, right? So, they posted that picture in Australian time zones, of course, at yeah. 4.07pm. And then, at... 5.13 p.m. That was like, you know what? Make it official. Here it is. The Xbox Series S. Next-gen performance in the smallest Xbox ever. Two ninety nine. Looking forward to sharing more soon. Promise. Yeah. And, yeah. and at that point, someone in the comments was just like, there's no point holding on to this anymore. And just posted the ad. Yep. It's <laughs> Which had like the specs and the, the price and some better looks at the console. It's just like, wow, there you go. It's, um, yeah. So there you have it. It's pretty cool. So this is the all digital Xbox that we've been hearing about, like you said. Um, Lockhart. <laughs> yeah, the Lockhart. Yeah, Lockhart is real. Uh, what do you think of the design? I honestly, I like it. Yeah. Uh, as far as like you know, because it obviously is the digital only one. Mm. I think it looks quite nice. I quite like it. I think it's 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 kooky and interesting enough. But I mean, I kind of like, wish the fan was just the same color, but like. I get it. I <laughs> see. I really like just make that. Yeah, fuck it. Let's just make it black. Let it's all white except for that one giant circle on it. It reminds me of like a just an oversized intercom. Yeah, that's exactly what it looks like, and I I kind of like that. It, it it has this weird like retro tech aesthetic to it, and I'm kind of into it. Um, but yeah, uh, some pretty cool specs behind it as well. So you know, forty forty p up to one hundred and twenty frames. Interesting stuff there. Yeah. Um, the thing that's interesting, and I guess, like, again, to keep the price down, I guess they had to go with a smaller option, but it will come with a custom 512 gigabyte solid state drive. Yeah. 512 gig is not huge for. No. Especially once I guess you take a bite out of that for the OS. But, um, I mean, again, 
keeping that price down for this model was probably the most important thing for them. And I think because of being a digital only console and working obviously in tandem with Game Pass, like this is like the Game Pass box basically. Um, yeah, and like I'm sure you'll still be able to like plug in those little flash SDs they're going to yeah. be using as well. And also like with Game Pass, like you rotate if you're using Game Pass the way it is intended to be used sometimes, like you're rotating through games constantly. So like, you know, you probably get into the swing of things of like cleaning up your hard drive every now and then and oh, I haven't Absolutely. played this yet or oh this is about to leave Game Pass, I'll get rid of that. Look, I'm not gonna play it. Yeah. Yeah. I've done it so a it few also... times before with my, my Xbox. Yeah, so it also includes the DirectX ray tracing, variable f- refresh rates and rate shadings, ultra low latency and 4K four K upscaling for games and 4K streaming media playback. So Sounds- it's looking, if you're, so say that you've already got a PlayStation, right? Yep. And you're like, maybe I should wait for next gen for Xbox if I wanted to pick one up. Um, and you're looking, you're eyeing off for ones and maybe being like, oh, when, when the Series X comes out, they might drop in price. This is a pretty competitive thing. It like so two ninety nine US roughly comes to about four hundred and ten Australian yep. before tax, I think. So probably be a little bit of markup on that. But I would be surprised if it's around about four hundred bucks. If they went for that three ninety nine, like it looks nice. They'd be taking a they'd be taking a hit, I think. Yeah, okay, well, that's fair. With but I mean version. Microsoft aren't aren't above that, like like, well, no, that's the thing. And they can definitely afford to do it with this particular model, given the focus on just getting people on Game Pass, right? Yep. It'll, it'll, there will be pay, there'll be payment plans you can go on for these things. Yeah, they have yeah. That, they have that all sort of built in now. It's really cool. Um, yeah, I honestly, if I, I was, I was thinking about this, and like, if I was working in some sort of retail uh, and, and like selling stuff like this, like, if a family came in and they're like, oh, we want to get like a game console for the family for Christmas, we want it as a big present, what would you recommend? I mean, I'd recommend the Switch, but like <laughs> if they were like... The Switch is, the Switch is still the go-to. The Switch is still one. the go-to, but like, and it's about the same price. So I was... That is like... But if they had a Switch and they were looking at next gen... Exactly. Or they were like, oh, we're not interested in the Switch. They We want either PlayStation or Xbox. I'd be like, this is a beefy little box that's going to be good as like a... You know, it's doing that media stuff that they always wanted to do, but they focused too hard on when the Xbox One launched. Like having that for like 4K streaming media playback is a good is a good sell, especially if you've got a, like a 4K compatible TV. Um, and then combine that with the the value of Game Pass. This is just a no brainer. Like I'd be like, oh yeah, 450 bucks, or like you know, 500 bucks all up. You're gonna get like a library of 200 games for you to play out of the box and a tiny little box thing that's just going to sit next to your your tv and your kids going to be happy you're going to be happy it's going to be great yeah it, the interesting side effect of this as well right is windows central also has decided to lift the lid on what they've heard about series x yes and it and even release dates they so they again this this part is still a rumor but given all that's happened today like i think it's at least worth considering a possibility since clearly, like, the reason this ad even leaked is because clearly Microsoft has got it ready. Yeah. But this game of chicken with Sony has backfired somewhat, or it's a controlled leak and it was all planned, and maybe they're trying to, they're like, hey, Sony, this is what we're charging for our digital one. Hmm? Like, baiting What do you think of that? It? Yeah. <laughs> there was rumors of a Sony event early September. Nothing has transpired yet. But anyway, the rumor says that they will come November 10th, 
and that price-wise of a Series X, we could be looking at about 499 USD, which roughly translates to about $685 Australian. Yep. Uh, again, before tax and all that, so could go higher, um, which sort of falls into the ballpark I was expecting. Yep. I mean, in terms of the date especially as well, because you got to look at all these games, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. like things like Cyberpunk. Um, yeah. I know it's a bit lesser of a game, but uh, Dirt 5 just got delayed into November as well. Um, to be Valhalla's around there, Watch Dogs is in there, Dogs, all those games, Call of Duty, (laughs) yeah, all those are coming out like those first couple of weeks in November. So that November tenth makes sense. Like that makes sense. Like I don't know. I just I think everyone expected November, right? When they said holiday, like the when the Wii came out, that was November. The Wii U was November. I'm almost certain, except for a like I think in America at least, the PS4 was November. Yeah. Well, you got Xbox get... has been November typically for America, especially. You want to get in before the Black oh, Friday yeah. sales, yeah. Um, also, just in general, like you want, you want a good lead up into that Christmas run, so people have got time yeah. to buy them for exactly. Christmas gifts, like because that's what they want to sell, like capitalize on. So, yeah, that November makes the most sense where it's like just at the right point of like you know almost the end of the year, but just enough time for you to plan for Christmas. It's, yeah, it makes sense. So again. If if Windows Central was to be believed, they claim that Microsoft will announce these in the near future. And I mean, hey, who knows what we'll wake up to tomorrow at this point now. That's like, it. Maybe Xbox will be like, all right, you got us. <laughs> who knows what, we, like, we, we could stop recording and we're like, ah, shit, they've already announced yeah. it. Is that, we're out of date already. Exactly. We're irrelevant um, already. Yeah, just such such weird times. Weird stuff. Just not, ex- not at all what I expected to be reading on twitter today no it just uh like between this and like nintendo just shadow dropping fucking directs like left right and center it's wild and then sony just saying fuck all like it's... hey they're still running those ads where they talk about how good their <sighs> controller is all right yeah cool yeah you know saying nothing about the game or like so like again we know they're coming in november it's so obvious at this point yeah. so i get not needing to talk about the release date, I would still like to know how much that console is going to cost Sony. Yeah. Like, just... We, yeah. It, it feels like, you know, beating a dead horse at this point. I mean... Because they'll announce it when they announce it. We're, but, we're not, yeah. like, you know... I, I think it's pretty safe to say that both of us are probably not going to buy it at launch. I am so up in the air at this point. Yeah, same. <laughs> but, like, you got to think of those people out there that are waiting for it, that have been putting money aside for it, that are like, how much do I... But, how much do I need to put aside? Like, I mean, I guess Sony's assumption is that, that those people are going to do it anyway, right? And that's true, I guess. But it's... And they just... Again, they've been so focused on clearly on this, like, game of chicken with Xbox. So it's... I think the next month in particular will be very interesting. We've got TGS later this month. We've got um possibilities for there. Again, November is closing in and they're running out of time to say anything. So... Yeah, it's getting... We'll it's like beyond a bit of a, it's a bit beyond a joke now like it's like no seriously come on guys like, yeah like i said that's why i was like half not shocked when someone was just like here's the full series s ad it's done and ready like yeah <sighs> anyway weird times um, but yeah that sort of does it uh we do have a ubisoft forward coming up this week which we'll talk about next week yeah which i'm pretty sure i was at the end of last week's episode 
just telling you yourself that I hadn't forgotten. And I guess they heard me. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I know you're doing another one. You said you would. And they were like, oh, yeah, shit. Karen's on us. Ah, better do it. Oh, we, did just, we did just have some controversy. So it lines up about right. Well, yeah, that's a whole other kettle of fish that we haven't it's, even talked about yet. A similar thing happened, I think, the other week. I, someone I follow who's a big Resident Evil fan shared a picture from the trailer from the PS5 reveal. There was just like more information in August. Yeah. And it was like, mm. oh yeah, Capcom, we haven't forgotten. And then they announced that they would have a, it would be at their TGS show. They will show more Resident Evil 8 and I am excited to see more of that game in action. Please give it to me now. I am excited for you. <laughs> Come on, Joel. It'll be fun. No, I've done Maybe my I'll time. Get... I've done my time. You played a demo. It was enough. I would like for you to play the intro to Resident Evil 7, Joel. It's going to be up on Game Pass. don't fucking want to. I really don't want to. Halloween's around the corner. I don't care. I just... You've made me anxious already just saying that. (laughs) Like, I actually just had like a mild anxiety attack that I was like, no, thank you. (laughs) Like, I have to go to sleep after this, Kyron. I just... I want to say this this moment to talk about Resident Evil 7 just briefly because the start of that game is truly terrifying. Even even for myself, I love horror games, but the start of that game is just so stressful. Yep, you're not selling it. No, thank you. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go get under my nice Avengers Tony Hawk blanket and just tuck myself in and be like, ah, nice big cup of warm cocoa. When I can one day come to your house again, I'll sneak Resident Evil 7 onto your Xbox. Pin it to your front page. Kyron, is it not enough that I play Jump Force for you? No. Oh, Joel, I know what our next bet is. <laughs> you know what? You I, th- I thought you were going to do that last year. I honestly thought you were going to do that last year, and that's why I was fucking terrified. And now, god damn Well, it. you see, at the time, Resident Evil 7 wasn't on Game Pass, but it's about to be. Yeah, well, fucking... I don't have anything to make you... Anyway. <laughs> we can argue about this awful... <laughs> we, we can. Uh, but I think that just about does it for this week, Joel. Excellent. Well, that means it's time for another Patented Joel outro. Uh, so thanks again. If you've gotten this far in the episode... Joel, I believe in you. Thank you. I feel like I'm getting better at them. Uh, it's only taken me, what, four years. Um, yeah. So if you got to this point of the episode, thank you very much for listening. We really do appreciate it. Uh, we hope you enjoy the show. Uh, if you do, please let people know. Tell them, you know, share an earbud with them so you can, you know, do that cute thing where, like, you use Maybe high not in this, in this environment. Oh, yeah. Look, okay. Look, I take that back. Maybe, like... Drop them a link. Screen share in a Zoom call and just start playing it to some people. Download it onto a USB and send it to them. That's a good one. I like that, too. Um, or just use Google Drive, whatever. <laughs> Nah, you must be a old school man. Old school. Oh god, that hurts. Media. That hurts to say. Oh, um, hey, I still use USB drives sometimes. No, I know. Just but referring to using USBs as old school. I know. Um. I know. Anyway, but uh, it's yeah, okay. We truly do appreciate it. Uh, and just yeah, if you could spread the love out there, we would very much appreciate that as well. Ah, uh, if you want to find us on any uh, social media accounts, we are across the board at Dialogue Options. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. All those fun places. Um, and yeah, come in if you want to ask us any questions or anything like that. You can hit us up there or email us at contact at dialogueoptions.com. Uh, so yeah, if you've got any games you want us to play, you want to, you know, 
friend have a friendly argument about anything that we said on the air. Happy to do that. Want to tell, like, convince Joel to play Resident Evil Seven. I will not listen to you, and I will block you from the account. No, I won't do that. <laughs> um, but if you want to find our personal accounts, you can find me at Jolly Mac. Where uh, the last thing I've been tweeting about was basically saying that you know I'm very early on in Avengers, but I'm really enjoying it, and that if you're not enjoying it and you think it's a bad game, that's fine. Just shut up about it. I don't want to open Twitter. To read like uh, people's negative Nancy reviews when they're looking for things to hate and just to just to be able to shit on it, and I'm a little bit sick of that stuff. And yeah, that's just me. But where can they find you, Kyron? Uh, you can find me on Twitter where I am at LemonManX. Where apart from my hilarious uh, just like retweeting those Xbox tweets, uh, my most recent tweet. I got two recent tweets. I'm going to do both of them because I'm cheating. Okay. Uh, I finally joined the winners winners club last night in Fall hey, Guys. You did. Uh, I thought it would be impossible. I was honestly, I played so much Fall Guys, I believe, but the crowns weren't real, <laughs> and that it just randomly assigned bots at the end to win. But in fact, <laughs> you can win. Yeah. It turns out you can win, and I did. That's one crown out of Jesus Christ. So many games. Yeah. Um. Also, my second tweet I'm going to just shout out is uh. We celebrated the 10th anniversary of The Suitcase, the best episode of Mad Men that has ever been made, and one of the best TV episodes that has ever existed. So please watch Mad Men. It's on Stan. It deserves your eyeballs. So watch it. Do it. Maybe. Uh, you've got more chance of me watching Mad Men than you've got of me playing Resident Evil 7. Let's just say that. I mean, I'll take it, Joel. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, I will too, because it's much safer for me. But anyway, uh, with that... Thanks again once once again for listening and uh, we'll see you next week. Options podcast.